0: Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. It's time for Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. Thank you for joining me today on Faith to Live By. This past week I've shared with you what it means to look to Jesus, Looking to Him will always bring us hope, it will bring us direction, and it will bring us instruction. When we look to Jesus, we will become men and women of vision, men and women of hope, and men and women of purpose. I just want to share with you today some thoughts on vision. The definition of vision involves several aspects, it can mean divine revelation, often involving a supernatural appearance or a prediction. But vision also means to have direction or instruction. For Christians, I believe having vision means to see things from God's perspective. God gave us not only an external vision to see with our eyes, but he wants us to see with our heart and with our understanding. The Bible has much to say about vision and the different kinds of vision. First, we know that when Paul saw Jesus on the Damascus Road, the vision of Christ changed the direction of Paul. Jesus knew Paul had to have a supernatural vision of who the Christ was because Paul, uh, who was known as Saul prior to the vision of Jesus, was busy persecuting and killing Christians. So you see, Paul was convinced that Jesus of Nazareth was dead and buried in a grave. And Paul felt that now since the leader Jesus was dead, that his followers needed to be destroyed as well. But oh, happy day when Paul discovered through his vision of the risen Lord that Jesus was not dead but indeed he was alive and well it was this sight of the glorified Savior that changed the entire direction of Paul's life where would we Christians be without the glorious writings of Paul if Paul had not experienced a vision Secondly, God allows us to have the missionary vision. And again, where would this world be without our wonderful missionaries? They have had the vision of God for another part of the world and even for um, maybe our own backyard. In Acts 16, 9, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging Paul, come over to Macedonia and help us with the missionary vision. God summons men and women of God to go, and what a wonderful thing to have the vision of God for a particular field of ministry, home, or abroad. For when the going gets tough, you will have that vision in your heart to spur you on, the missionary vision. Thirdly, there is the vision of testimony. When Paul first went to Corinth, the Lord spoke to him one night. The scripture says in a vision, the Lord said to Paul, Do not be afraid, keep on speaking, do not be silent, for I am with you, and no one is going to attack and harm you, because I have many people in this city. God knew that there were people in Corinth that needed the Savior, and Paul continued, the the Bible records, to stay at this time in Corinth for 18 months, teaching the word and giving his testimony of what Christ had done for him. We should never underestimate the power of the vision of testimony. For you see, beloved child of God, as you share your testimony with others, people will see uh, in their minds and spirits a vision of what the Lord can also do for them. We all can have this vision of testimony. Fourthly, there is the vision of warning. I love the fact that God not only gives us the good stuff throughout the word of God, but he doesn't omit the bad, the bad that would hurt us. We just learned that the Lord gave Paul a vision to remain in Corinth. Now in Acts 22.18, the Lord comes in another vision, warning and saying to Paul, Quick, leave Jerusalem immediately because they will not accept your testimony about me. This vision came to Paul at the close of his first visit to Jerusalem, and I am sure that it seemed incredible to him that his own people, the Jews, would refuse to listen to him. After all, the Jews knew how zealous Paul had been toward persecuting the Christians. But the Lord repeated His um, the, the vision of warning to Saul, saying, Depart, for I will send you far from here to the Gentiles. I have learned, beloved, in my walk with the Lord, that he confirms his visions and insights. When the Lord says something twice, we should be very quick to listen and to obey. Actually, we need to obey the first time. But many of us, I know I'm guilty that sometimes it takes a second time for God to speak before I really act upon it. Fifthly, there is the vision of work in the world. In Acts chapter 23, Three, when Paul was ordered and brought forth to appear before the chief priests and the Sanhedrin, he begins by saying, I have fulfilled my duty to God in all good conscience to this day. Now he was struck in the mouth, but he denounced the high priest in sin. Paul was taken back to the prison then, and the following night the Lord stood near Paul in a vision again and said, Take courage. As you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must also testify in Rome. It is so important that we have a vision of the work in the Lord. Just this past year, my youngest son was on a business trip in Chicago, and he was rushed to a hospital where they thought he was having a heart attack when I talked to him and expressed my concern in asking him if I should come to Chicago, he replied, Mom, I will be okay. I haven't finished the work I know God has called me to do. What a blessing to hear him say those words. He has a vision of the call of God for his life's work. When you receive these visions, it gives you great courage. As the Lord said to Paul, take courage. I have other places that I need to send you to finish the work in the world for which I have personally created you. Sixth, we are to have the vision of encouragement in the storms of life. Thank God for this one. You know, in fact, we, we sometimes let this one slip by uh, too many times. When Paul was sailing for Italy, along with some other prisoners, Paul had warned the men that the voyage was going to be a disastrous one and bring great loss to the ship and cargo and maybe even to their own lives. But here again is the vision of warning. But the centurion in charge, instead of listening to Paul, followed the advice of the pilot. How many of you know that God knows more than the pilots of ships and planes? So it says that later they encountered a great storm and ended up having to throw the cargo, the food, etc. overboard just to survive. And when the men, it says, had gone a long time without food... Paul encouraged them with a vision that he had had from an angel of the Lord, where the angel said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. I love the fact that God gives us the vision of encouragement and usually with the admonition to not be afraid. We are to be a source of encouragement to others. When we walk with God and obey him, he will give us the vision of encouragement. And it will not only be for us alone, but it's always intended for others. Also, sometimes some of us are given the vision of paradise, of the other world. Paul gives an account of his being caught up to paradise in a vision. He records in his letter to the Corinthians that he heard inexpressible things, things that man is not permitted to tell. These kinds of visions, I believe, are many times are just for us alone. There are visions which may be given to us at special times in our lives for purposes that only the Lord knows why. These are to be kept to ourselves unless we are prompted by the Holy Spirit to share them. Sometimes we may be so hard-pressed in a situation or so caught up in praise and worship of our Lord that God permits us to glimpse a little bit of paradise. It can be a means of the Lord's love for us, sharing things to us of a world beyond this world. Finally, regarding visions, I believe the Lord wants us to be obedient to the visions that we are given. Whether it's the vision of salvation as shown to Paul on the road to Damascus or that of missions, testimony, warning, work, encouragement are a paradise. We will have a responsibility to be obedient to the vision which the Lord gives us. When Paul appeared before King Agrippa and gave him his life's vision, he said, So then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven, first to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and to the Gentiles also. I preached that they should repent and turn to God and prove their repentance by their deeds. Visions are given to fulfill the purposes of the Lord and Savior in this world while we are in this world. And let us not be disobedient to the visions that God has given to each one of us. And visions simply to be a better wife, a better mother, a better friend, a better employee, a better co-worker. Visions are not these things sometimes that are unattainable ask God to give you a vision for your life where you are right now whether you are a stay-at-home mom whether you are in management whether you are a minister of the gospel wherever it is God has a vision for you. You've been listening to Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. If you would like to write with your comments,